0: Welcome to Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com. This is Elena DelVal, and my guest is Fernando Rodriguez, who is Chief Executive Officer of Terra Networks USA. Today we will discuss the current state and future of user-generated content, a portal perspective, and what Terra Networks is doing to encourage online dialogue and why. Fernando joined Terra Networks USA in 2000 as Chief Financial Officer and is a founding member of the team that launched Terra.com. In 2004, he took on the position of CEO and he now oversees the operations of Terra Networks in the US. Terra headquarters are in Miami. The company also has offices in New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, and San Francisco. He has dedicated his time to growing the organization and consolidating Terra Networks USA's position as a leading Internet portal for the U.S. Hispanic market. Prior to joining Terra Networks USA, Fernando worked in the Telefónica Group, a global telecommunications company. He held various financial positions in the corporate headquarters of Telefónica de España. During those years, he led a team that worked with McKinsey & Company in analyzing the performance and valuation of several Telefónica Global business units, from mobile and fixed telephony to Internet access and corporate business solutions. Fernando began his career working for the Madrid Chamber of Commerce in Mexico City as a foreign trade expert. He holds a Master of Business Administration from the Universidad Autónoma de Madrid and several other executive programs, including an executive management program by the IESE School and the Harvard Business School. He currently resides in Miami with his wife and his two-year-old son. Terra Networks USA is a division of Terra Latin America, a wholly owned subsidiary of the Telefonica Group. Fernando, welcome.
1: Welcome, Elena. Thank you.
0: Fernando, there has been a lot of controversy in recent years regarding traditional media outlets, complaints of exaggerated circulation numbers for print publications, more recently fines for not airing educational programs on broadcast media outlets like Univision, faked reports from reputable media, and many readers have taken the online route to express their opinions and sometimes to produce their own content. What are you seeing in terms of these trends?
1: Well, Elena, I think that um, the term user-generated content um, truly reflects uh, an evolution that is taking over in the media world. And um, it's not new. I think that um, what is new is the fact that uh, in the past, I would say last year or two years, it has become mainstream, meaning that um, even though before... The tools and the technologies were there for users to participate and to create content. Uh, In these days, it has become uh, broadly adopted by a lot of users, and the trend is for more growth in the future.
0: When we talk about user-generated content, how would you, the expert, how would you define that?
1: Well, I will define it as the various kind of media content that is being produced or primarily influenced by the end users as opposed to traditional media producers, licensed broadcasters, and production companies. Um, It reflects uh, the expansion of media production through new technologies um, that are not only accessible now but also affordable to the general public. And um, the more uh, common uh, forms include digital video, blogging, podcasting, uh, uh, photolog, uh, uh, a mobile phone uh, photography, and a wiki.
0: Which of these would you say has the lion's share of the market, and where do the others stand?
1: Well, I would say that the first generation of user-generated content is mostly uh, centered around photologs uh, and a uh, text-related uh, uh, technologies like blogs, forums, and chats. Uh, but in the last year, we have seen a tremendous uh, growth of digital video and pictures. Um, so I think that right now, most of the user-generated content is still based in text, but uh, more and more we're seeing audiovisual content to take over and take the lead
0: we're starting to see mainstream media very well known organizations like the Washington Post and and many others who are embracing and corporations as well who are embracing these forums that invite visitor and consumer contents where do you see the dividing line between the traditional media and the user generated content, or is there even a dividing line?
1: Um, I like the question, Elena, because I really don 't think that there is a dividing line. I think that traditional media companies and in fact all companies need to embrace and adapt to this new trend because again it 's now massive it 's now mainstream, and it 's going to keep growing. I think that we can look at what happened with the internet a few years ago and um, Think about that experience and apply the learnings to the user-generated content experience. I think that um, companies need to first of all recognize that this is taking over and it's going to continue to grow. And second of all, adapt their business strategy, their business plan to incorporate it. If you ignore it, I think that eventually you're going to run into problems.
0: What size are we talking about if we look at the big picture? How many user-generated content websites or forums would you estimate are out there? And I know there's no absolute answer, but what kinds of numbers are we talking
1: about? Um, You're right. It's very difficult to estimate some of these uh, new forms of content. But if we look at some of the more recognized user-generated content uh, sites, let's say we talk about YouTube, we talk about MySpace, Uh, And we compare their audience three years ago, and well, three years ago, they didn't even exist. So let's say one year ago, and where they are right now, you can see that the growth has been exponential. Right now, probably they are in the top five properties worldwide. And again, uh, one year ago, uh, they were not near near close.
0: What would you say are the top five user-generated content sites today?
1: I would say uh, probably YouTube, MySpace, Wikipedia, Craigslist, Technorati, um maybe Blogspot.
0: What would you say are the top five Hispanic? Let me say that again. What would you say are the top five user-generated content sites targeting Hispanics? So we know, of course, that many of the ones that you just mentioned are very popular among Hispanics. But are there any user-generated content or websites that are specifically targeting Hispanics? They don't have to be in Spanish. They could be in English or in Spanish or bilingual, Mm -hmm. but websites that are specifically targeting Hispanics in the U.S.
1: I think that, as you said, Hispanics in the U.S. are using the same... Uh, sites that we just mentioned targeting uh, the general market. So I don't think that there is any specific site centered around user-generated that is right now targeting the Hispanic market and that is being um, successful or has um, achieved critical mass. What I can say is that some of the Spanish sites, the publishers like Terra and some of the other players are incorporating the user-generated content experience into our content offering. So in that sense, yes, we are targeting the uh, Hispanic uh, population online, uh, but we are not only user-generated content center.
0: Before we move on to the more specific Hispanic-focused area, if we could talk a little bit more about what drives the user-generated sites. There's a lot of talk about these sites being youth-oriented, but I've also read a number of reports that say that that's a misconception, that there, in fact, are, for example, many adults visiting sites like MySpace and that YouTube is popular across a number of demographic age groups. What would you say... Is the driving force behind these user-generated content
1: sites? I think that is embedded in human nature: the desire to communicate and to express, and to raise our voice, to share with other uh, individuals, and to look for affinity groups. So, I definitely think that um, is is basically. Successful because there is a very good fit between the technology and the platforms and the capabilities that allow and the human nature uh, desire to communicate and to express to the rest of the world.
0: How does this translate into the Hispanic, the U.S. Hispanic market arena? There's a lot of talk, of course, about acculturated Hispanics and unacculturated Hispanics. There's a study that just came out saying that English-dominant and bilingual Hispanics are much more likely to go online. How does this impact Hispanic, U.S. Hispanic use and the popularity of these sites among Hispanics, or does it?
1: No, definitely it does. I think that um, what we have seen is that Hispanics are, just like the general market, embracing the Internet and, of course, embracing this uh, new trend of user-generated content. When we look at the audience number for some of the sites that we just mentioned as the top user-generated content sites, like YouTube or MySpace, to mention just two, you're going to see that the penetration among the Hispanic population online in the U.S. is the same or even higher than the general market. So I think that it goes beyond um, the language preference. I don't think that there is really a, a a difference in that regard.
0: What role, if any, do these sites play in the business world? You mentioned earlier that companies need to recognize and adapt to this new trend or they will fall behind what business oriented argument can we make to drive home that point specifically when we're talking about Hispanic markets in the US
1: well I think that this phenomenon has um, implications in different levels uh, for publishers um, I think that Publishers have to change their approach, as, as, as we have done in Terra, and instead of just thinking of pushing content to the users, also uh, preparing their offering to allow users to post their content, to listen to the users, and learn from it. So right now, uh, I think that publishers, and I think that some of them are doing it, uh, need to adapt their way they're doing business and incorporate this into their uh, business model but there are more implications. I think that for advertisers, um, the reality is that when you look at the numbers, there is a significant amount of users going into this site. So these days there's a, a very um, heated debate as to whether it makes sense or, or how it makes sense to advertise in these areas. The reality is that the question is not solved. I think that there's still, we're still, as an industry, in the learning phase but eventually my my estimate is that the dollars the advertising dollars will follow the eyeballs and if the eyeballs are spending more time in user generated content areas, then the advertisers who along with the publishers, will find a way to make uh, the right investments with the right approach in these areas and last, I would say that for companies overall um, this phenomenon basically opens more communication uh, channels for users. So we need to be much more aware of how we treat our customers, what our PR and communication efforts are, because we don't control the process anymore. Users also have their own uh, channels for uh, creating opinions, for um, expanding uh, content and views. So if you don't treat your customer well, there's a good chance that users or that customer can express his opinion or her opinion in one of these sites and has a viral effect.
0: Traditionally, marketers and advertisers specifically have been very broadcast media focused and I think we're still seeing that today. It takes a while for... The industry to catch up with the technology, both on the user side and on the advertiser and marketer side. And there seems to still be a great emphasis on the broadcast and to a lesser extent the print media advertising end with other outlets specifically online, but newer technologies like streaming video and mobile et cetera, et cetera, lagging in far behind. What do you see as the catalyst to change this? What kinds of numbers is it going to take in terms of website popularity? What kinds of numbers do we have today and what kinds of numbers do you think it's going to take for this mindset to change?
1: Well, I think that... In my mind, it's not really a question of numbers because, as I said before, some of these sites already have very large numbers in terms of audience. I think that um, the concerns that right now uh, we're facing, which are valid, by the way, are different than the numbers. It's more the lack of control of the environment or the lack of control of the brand association with the content. And also, I think that there's... In a way, there's still a lack of understanding of how these communities and these uh, sites work, so that also prevents uh, some of the advertisers uh, to make bigger investment. But I think that the mindset right now among advertisers is that they have recognized the change in the industry and they are willing to change their investing patterns, moving dollars from uh, if you want to call it traditional outlets to new uh, advertising uh, areas, whether it's mobile, or um, user generated content, or uh, viral marketing. They know that they need to move their dollars because by investing with the same allocation that they have done in the past, they're not doing it efficiently.
0: What kinds of numbers are we talking about, Fernando, when we talk about online websites that are targeting Hispanics? What, what would be and you don't have to name names, but perhaps you could name numbers, what would be the approximate numbers for, say, the top three Hispanic-oriented websites?
1: Again, let's, let's use uh, Comscore Media Metrics, uh, the U.S. Hispanic Servi- Service. Let's use Comscore Media Metrics, U.S. Hispanic Service as a reference because it's a third-party um, panel. Okay. And, um, for instance, in December 2006, the online population was 16.5 million unique users. Um, So if we look at the top three uh, Spanish sites in the U.S., um, the audience fluctuates between 1.2 to 2.5 million unique users. So we can see that there's still a lot of growth opportunity for all of us in in this arena.
0: Now let me clarify: When you're talking about the the ComScore numbers from December of 2006, in terms of 16 and a half million, we're talking about 16 and a half million Hispanic users, which may be English dominant, bilingual, or Spanish dominant, right?
1: Exactly. Um...
0: But when you talk about the top three websites, you're talking about the top three Spanish language websites.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, We break down the 16.5 by language preference. What we can see is that around half of the population online is English preferred, and then uh, the other half is either bilingual or Spanish preferred.
0: If we look at those numbers just as a point of departure, the 1.2 to 2.5 million per website numbers, which are... A, a good place to start if you're trying to reach out to a Spanish-dominant community. What kinds of numbers, or are there any, can we allocate to user-generated sections of websites or specific websites? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Elena, let me share with you the, the numbers for Terra because they are the ones that I, I know. Um, and I'll just talk about percentages. Um, it's interesting because right now uh, we estimate that around 20% of the time spent by by our users um, is spent in areas of user generated content Um, and to give you uh, some perspective if we go back six months ago that percentage was only 6% so we have seen tremendous growth and also what we have learned is that once users Get to those areas, uh, they tend to be more active and stay more time within the site. So, um, uh, my guess is that we're going to see that percentage to continue to grow. And, and it's a very positive trend because um, we're, lo- we're, we're looking for feedback from our users, we're looking for participation from our users. That's why we develop and we launch the different platforms. And right now, we can say that the the reality has been um, a positive response by users.
0: Are there specific areas that you're seeing at Terra that are of particular interest? Is there a category or categories where you are seeing the most traffic in terms of this user-generated traffic?
1: Well, it's interesting. Um, we can look at this... Uh, from different perspectives. For instance, sometimes we look at it um, in terms of the content area, but also it relates more to the event or or the experience that that is happening right now on the web. And I'll give you some examples. Last year, we had two very significant events for the US Hispanic market. One was the World Cup, and the the other example that I want to mention is the Mexican elections, presidential elections. So in both cases, our users, our audience, engage very actively uh, around these content areas to generate th- content, to post pictures, to express uh, their opinions in blogs or, or forums on, or discussions uh, uh, around the content that we at Terra build. So I think that it's not so much sometimes the technology but the experience around it. Um, another area that we have seen a lot of response is Uh, the Mujer, the women uh, channel. And it's interesting because when you look at the research, female Hispanics are um, more likely, uh, significantly more likely than male Hispanics to uh, keep a blog or to participate uh, in a user-generated content experience.
0: In terms of bringing in those advertisers that we were talking about, because in the end, in terms of a company's viability, of course, it always goes back to that bottom line. What kind of timeline do you think is going to be required and what kinds of arguments are going to convince them?
1: Hmm. Well, in in regards to the timeline, I think that maybe we still have one or two years, depending on the on the on the market, before ad- advertisers and publishers uh, crack the code and find efficient ways to really um, uh, exploit these areas. Um, sorry, what was what was the second question?
0: What kinds of arguments? You talked earlier about the reasons that there was a lot of hesitation on the part of the the corporate environment to support these forums. You talked about the lack of control, the lack of control of the brand, and the lack of understanding of the role that these user-generated forums play. What arguments can you use to counter these if numbers by themselves are not enough how can you bring this block, if you will, of resources around to support this user-generated content that you're seeing so much growth in?
1: Well, um, I think that it is important that we understand that this is something relatively new um, in terms of the adver- as, as an advertising platform. So both publishers and advertisers we're gonna have to give each other some room for testing, learning, and creativity. Um, I think that uh, the main concern right now is probably the lack of control of this environment, and also the um, lack of uh, established uh, pricing model, if you wanna call it that way. Uh, so, in order to overcome these barriers, I think that we're gonna need to explore, to test and to work together to find what is the best uh, approach to uh, follow the eyeballs in these uh, areas and um, bring results to our advertisers, because at the end is what they're looking for.
0: What can you, Tara, the publishers of the world, do to make this process easier for both the audience and the advertisers?
1: Okay. I think that, um, well, if we were saying that one of the the barriers was the lack of control, we need to, and and this is difficult, but we need to find the balance because at the same time that we're encouraging user-generated content, we also want to make sure that we are not violating either our editorial criteria meaning that we want not allow certain type of content to be posted in our site and also the rights of the different publishers. So we want not allow those two things. So in, from the publisher standpoint what we need to do is to create the resource in, and, and allocate the effort to make sure that we comply with those two things. Once we have that in place I think that advertisers are going to feel much more comfortable in advertising in these areas. The second component, the second barrier is the lack of uh, established pricing model or even advertising model. So again, I think that we need to do some research, establish measurement, uh, work with the advertisers in tracking the results for them or their, or their efforts, and, and learn, and eventually we will decide what is the best format, what is the right pricing model, and how uh, to move forward as an industry with certain standards.
0: How do you control those copyrights? How do you protect copyright material in okay. those forums?
1: Right now, there are basically two um, two approaches. One is uh, technology allows us to look for uh, automatically for certain content that we don't want to have. Um, uh, and I'm talking maybe about pornography or other type of, um, um, you know, Language or that is not um, uh, appropriate for the site, um, so there's some technology tools that allow us to monitor that, but besides that there's also um the 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 human uh, the human effort we put a team dedicated to not to control but to monitor that the content uh, published by users is appropriate, so users must register and agree to the site rules, and so in these rules establish that inappropriate content will be removed either by robots or by our own team.
0: That was the easy part. How do you work on the research and the measurement and come up with a pricing policy that works for everybody?
1: Again, I think that um, we're in the early stage of this uh, new advertising platform. Um, Even the big players uh, and by big players, I'm talking about YouTube and MySpace, who mentioned the two that probably are the, most, um, the largest and the most well-known in the in the world, um, have still to really monetize their audience. So I think that um, we need to, as I, as I said before, we need to allow some room, both advertisers and publishers, um, to learn. And that means that maybe we need to invest uh, from both ends, time and money, to, tra- to test the the platform, to learn from it, and to once we learn and we have more case studies, we can probably uh, improve and eventually find uh, you know models that work for both the publisher and the advertisers. Let's
0: go back to the basic premise for a second, Fernando. Is this forum? I know that right now you're seeing a lot of growth, but is this forum cooling? There's a lot of talk about how the frenzy of the blogs is waning and how although there are a lot of blogs, most of them don't generate original content. So is this forum really here to stay? And if it is, what plans do you have to help it thrive?
1: Well, again, my personal view is that um this phenomenon is here to stay and I see the, the user-generated content uh, trend growing. Um, of course, there's, so you always want to find the twenty eighty rule where you have 20% of the user generating 80% of the traffic and audience and content, so that's, that's always going to happen. You're always going to have a lot of uh, user-generated content that doesn't drive uh, a lot of traffic. But um, overall, I think that this is going to continue to grow. What do we plan to do? Well, I think that we have been very successful um, with the first generation, if you allow me to call it that way, of user-generated content and more basic tools, chat, forums, photo blogs, blogs. Um, We're getting ready for the next wave, the next generation. And that means two things. I think that the first one is, from the technology standpoint, Upgrading and incorporating uh, more platforms a lot of videos and and, and pictures and, and and more importantly from the uh, functionality standpoint we want to incorporate even better all these tools within the context that we pro- within, the, within the content that we produce so it's not only that we're going to have easier platforms and more platforms but we're also going to have um, an interface that is going to be even more integrated within the content area that we want to promote.
0: What does this mean to the end user?
1: Well, it means the following it means that um, the tools and the back end and the functionality could be the same, but we want to customize it to the particular area. I was referring before to the um, Mujer channel. Uh, what it means is that. Uh, the the, the back end and the functionality, you're going to be able to do basically the same thing across the different areas of the site and, and even across different sites. You're going to have capabilities to do forums and chats, logs and photo blogs, uh, uploads of videos, pictures, and audios. Those are right now the basic tools in order for users to generate content. But the experience is going to be customized and it's going to be um, centered around in this particular case, the mujer area. So uh, the way you, you um, build the communities, the content that is built has to be in context with the content that you're producing as a publisher. And I think that that really is what generates the engagement from the users. Where
0: do you see the market in the next? I don't even want to look too far ahead because we're seeing changes are so dramatic in short amounts of time. You were talking about six month change in your percentage growth from 6 to 20% earlier. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about websites like YouTube and MySpace that a few years ago didn't even exist. So let's just look at the crystal ball for a short amount of time in the future. What do you see in this arena in general and what do you see specifically? when we're talking about user-generated content relating to Hispanics?
1: Well, I think that you answer the question in a way because it is really difficult um, to forecast what is going to happen in the next six, one year, two years. Um, You said it, I mean, one year, two years ago um, we didn't have none of these companies um, that now are on the news every day. Some of them have been born by very big corporations for a significant amount of money what is going to happen i'm sure that you know we're going to be surprised with new companies new sites and new applications i think that um the interesting thing is that technology has connect with the users because number one is easier to use so that's going to drive the growth and number two is relatively uh, cheap so you don't need to be an expert and you don't need to be well very wealthy in order to access uh, some of these things uh, when it comes to the Spanish market, I think that um, we're going to continue to see growth because the reality is that we're still, um, in a way, behind in overall numbers versus the general market. So we have been growing faster than the general market, but there's still a small gap. So that means that there's a, a, a big opportunity to catch up. And um, what we have seen is that Spanish usually are very uh, trend-oriented and very uh, Technology-oriented, in the sense that they embrace broadband even faster than general market. They embrace blogging even you know, faster than the general market. So I think that the, the Hispanic arena is going to be a very attractive arena for this particular phenomenon. For our listeners who are business owners,
0: marketers. Nonprofits profits and, and everything in between,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what advice would you give them, what tips would you give them to help them prepare either as users or advertisers or publishers
1: or a mixture of these? Well, uh, again, I think that the first thing is take a look at what's going on. Um, I know that maybe in the short term it's not going to have a tremendous impact in your business, but it's something that you want to be um, early on the on the trend. You want to know what's going on. You want to know what, what is the technology these days. Um, and also, uh, from the other side, from your core business, be very careful, and we should be regardless, but be very careful with uh, your customer experience. Customers now have a voice, and it's very easy for them to share this voice, especially when it's uh, a disappointed customer with the rest of the world. Um, I'll mention one example, Um, JetBlue recently got a lot of bad exposure in YouTube because of the problems that they have with the planes, and and one user captured a video with their phone and uh, posted it in YouTube, and that is, is very, very dangerous for a company, so keep in mind that, again, customer experience has to be very, very important, and these days, There's a lot of alternatives for users to communicate with the rest of the world, and they can have tremendous impact.
0: On that topic, there's a lot of buzz in the general market about how these forums have become so ubiquitous that it's gotten to the point where consumers are actually requiring they're actually demanding that companies have a place for feedback and if they don't then they look for third-party forums like opinions etc where they can go and look for feedback and share their own feedback and of course there has been controversy around these forums as well are we starting to see that same demanding tone from Hispanic audiences, and if not, do you think that we will
1: I think that we will I think that um, I don't see why Hispanics will be different than the rest of the population in this regard and and really, I think we should look at this as an opportunity because one of the things that we're always trying to find out is what do our customers um, think want or um, uh, what's their opinion, their point of view, their perception. So we're looking for that. We spend a lot of money in doing market research. And now we have a tremendous opportunity, maybe sometimes even with a much lower cost, to get that feedback directly from our customers.
0: Thank you, Fernando, for joining us today from Miami.
1: Thank you very much. It was a pleasure, Elena.
0: And to our audience, thank you for listening to Fernando Rodriguez, Chief Executive Officer of Terra Networks USA, on the current state and future of user-end generated content, a portal perspective, and what Terra Networks is doing to encourage online dialogue, and why. Brought to you by Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com, providing you essential information on America's largest minority. on how to reach Hispanics with marketing and public relations tools, visit our resources section at www.hispanicmpr.com. That's www.hispanicmpr.com.